Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm James. Still still drinking Guinness Cold Brew. <laughs> Man, we knocked a lot of episodes out this night. <laughs> we have. That's how much we love you all. We love you so much. We've done like five or six episodes tonight. Yeah. That, almost sober. Yeah. Well, almost. Almost. <laughs> or one of us, anyway. <laughs> well, you know, as long as I don't put mustard on the cat, we're all good. <laughs> And I'm not, I'm not sure three cans of Guinness cold brew at 4% are really getting up there. <laughs> I, yeah. Any, anyway. Anyway. anyway um, <laughs> so, so this will be part three of our Tommy Bolin saga. Ooh, part three. Ooh. Three. <laughs> Just like my third can of Guinness. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <sighs> I'm, I'm still just having water because... I didn't. I didn't get up to get anything. <laughs> we 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 know how much of a lazy slacker bastard you are. Yeah, and that's what we appreciate about you. <laughs> <sighs> so um, when last we left off, <laughs> uh, the the band Zephyr was kind of breaking up. Uh, Tommy Boland left. He he didn't want to work with the uh, uh, drummer that the the. Uh, the Givens, David and Candy, wanted to bring back because uh, some some stuff had happened. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> strip poker stuff. Yeah, with uh, Tommy's girlfriend and Tommy was not involved. Um, so um, I, Tommy just starts playing with a bunch of local musicians, um, and eventually uh, kind of gets a thing together where they're uh, they're calling themselves the Legendary Four Nicotors. I have no idea what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> Let's pick a name that it's kind of like the bathtub. We yeah. don't know what the hell it is. Let's just go with it. Yeah. Uh, but funny enough, guess who winds up joining this band? Ooh, ooh, I don't know. Just tell me. <laughs> David and Candy Givens. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I knew that. I don't know if I got past Tommy Zephyr stage. Uh, so it, it wasn't long before uh, a jazz fusion flautist uh, named Ooh, Jeremy. Duchess flaut. Ooh, you don't just play the flute. No, <laughs> Duchess, you're a flautist. Ooh, later, the flautist doesn't want butter with the scones. <laughs> oh, yeah, we gotta get, we got to do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, it's uh, uh, Jeremy. Uh, I just, Steeg? Steig? Steeg? I think it's Steeg. <laughs> Steeg and your boy and your uh, Anyway, he, he had played on Zephyr's second album, Going Back to Colorado, because they had recorded it in New York. All right? So he's, he's, uh, he's from New York. All right? So um, he comes out to uh, Colorado, and uh, he, he starts taking Tommy back to New York with him when he goes back to new york so tommy starts traveling back and forth between colorado and new york and he starts introducing tommy to these other jazz musicians um guys like uh jan hammer or, or jan hammer i'm not actually sure how he pronounces that does jan yeah i actually think yeah, it is yeah, yeah. Jan hammer um who i really didn't know until was 1984 yep i know him from the miami vice uh so, yeah he, he did the miami vice theme song and he did the soundtrack to Beverly Hills Cop. 
Bur- yeah, yeah, yes, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Dun, 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 yeah, I'm yeah. not going to do it. Um, uh, Ax- what was it? Axel F? Because the character Eddie's character's Axel, name Axel is R? Axel. Axel Foley is the character. Axel Foley. Name. So yes. it was Axel F was the the main theme from from Beverly Hills Cop. Um, and and a, a bass player named Eddie Gomez. Uh, and and Jan Hammer, uh, in case you don't know, is um, he's famous as a, a jazz keyboard player, uh, piano synthesizer kind of stuff. Is he a is he a pianist? The uh, artist? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe somewhere he's listed as that. Yeah. Uh, so you know, like I said, he starts taking Tommy back to New York with him when he, you know, goes back to New York, and and uh, Tommy starts playing with more jazz guys. Um, uh, a drummer named Alphonse Muzon. And uh, I will say that although I didn't make any notes and don't remember much, I did listen to some of the recordings he did with the jazz musicians. Fucking so, fantastic, aren't they? Freaking phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even a big jazz enthusiast. Fucking I've, phenomenal. <laughs> I'm 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 probably a bigger jazz fan than you are, but I'm more big band uh bebop era jazz fan yeah those kind of guys um you know benny goodman and his his orchestra and uh charlie parker and miles davis but uh so i'm not not real big on the jazz fusion kind of stuff but i yeah (laughs) these these albums that i'm going to talk a little bit about coming up uh, maybe actually maybe not even in this episode it may be the next episode where i kind of talk about the albums but yeah it's wow i i because i because again going back to that that box set i mentioned tommy bull and the ultimate um floored when i heard those things and i and and at the time i was in high school i didn't listen to jazz at all (laughs) i was just like fuck that's good (laughs) fuck me damn it (laughs) yeah that's some that's some good good shit (laughs) Um, and and he, he meets another bassist. You know, I mentioned Eddie Gomez. Everybody also meets a guy named uh, Gene Perla. You know, he meets these guys. He's he's playing in clubs with them around New York. And uh, Gene Perla uh, talked about uh, jamming with Tommy and, and Jeremy uh, Steak. So so this is this is what uh, Perla said. He said, "Tommy, you could say he got his cue from Hendrix." Uh, but I don't know what Jimmy could do in terms of playing swing. Tommy could do that. Yet the sounds he would come up with, with his foot pedals and his creative ideas, would lead us on great trips. We'd play some simple riffs, and he'd take us all kinds of places. We'd feed him, and he'd feed us. We didn't play with him that much, but the few times we, we did, it was just great. I, I honestly don't know how Tommy didn't go further in the jazz world. I, uh, yeah, I kind of wonder that myself. Because uh, he, I, he, he only cut, I think, two albums. Is it even two? I knew he did one. He, um, he did, he did two. He did two. I haven't, um, I haven't mentioned the other guy yet because okay. I haven't got, I haven't got to when they met. But um, I. And they're both drummers. Uh, Alphonse Muzon is, is one of them. He did, he did one of Alphonse's albums. Um, there's a, another guy I'm going to mention here uh, coming up. Um, uh, but he, so he, he, he starts recording some demos with uh, Jan Hammer and, and Eddie Kramer. <laughs> there's, there's Eddie again. Uh, Eddie said, Tommy was in a very good league. 
and couldn't help being influenced by these guys. So the drummer for these demo sessions, um, he's, he uh, split to go play some shows on the West Coast with no warning. And uh, so Gene Perla called up Billy Cobham as a drummer to, to fill in. And uh, Billy's the other guy I was going to mention. So Alphonse moves on and, and Billy Cobham were the two drummers that Tommy worked with actually did session work with and recorded uh, an album, at least one album each. And I've got, I don't think I have both albums. I, I've got one of them. I think it's Billy's album. Um, it just, yeah, fantastic stuff. Nice. Jan Hammer, Hammer um, he said that Tommy uh, during these sessions wasn't really playing. He was just allowing the stuff to come out. Huh. Oh, he's... <laughs> yeah. He's... I, I love that, you know. Um, and, 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 and see, you know, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you got, it's, it's Eddie Kramer, you know, and we've talked about some of the people that Eddie Kramer worked with. Um, and, and later on, Eddie Kramer would compare him to Jeff Beck and Stevie Ray Vaughan. I mean, he put him in that category of guitarist. Wow. That's, that's impressive. I, yeah. But, uh, you know, this, this, this John Hammer stuff, Tommy only helped with the demos. Uh, the album that they eventually recorded with the songs that they worked up with, with Tommy, it was an album called Energy. It was uh, actually a Jeremy Stieg album. Um, came out in 1971. But Tommy's not even on it. He, he didn't even play on it. Huh. He just, he, you know, did the demos. But <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I, well, no, I mean, in, instead he had, he'd returned to Colorado and, uh, he's, he started a new band called, are you ready for this? Cause, cause I've just mentioned the name. I'm ready. Energy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, we've talked about Bobby Berg, the, the drummer that he wanted to bring into Zephyr and, and eventually did, um, so it's it's Tommy and uh, Bobby Berg on drums. Uh, Stanley Sheldon is the uh, bass player. Stanley Sheldon would go on to play with Peter Frampton later. His cousin, Stanley Sheldon's cousin, um, Tom Stevenson, uh, was the keyboardist. And he goes on to play with Joe Walsh later and uh, uh, Gary Wright. Dang. Um, yeah, Dream, Dreamweaver. And I don't know if he's on that recording, but yeah, Gary Wright that recorded Dreamweaver. And uh, their singer's name uh, was uh, Gary Wilson. And because, um, you know, Tommy'd been doing all this, even going back to Zephyr, Tommy'd been doing all this jazz fusion stuff. The energy stuff was heavily influenced by that. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. At the time, D Denver and that whole area in Colorado was becoming... Um, uh, kind of a mecca for musicians. I mean, you got guys like uh, Stephen Stills and, and uh, Joe Walsh, like I just mentioned. Um, uh, Joe Walsh had just left the James Gang, and uh, he actually meets Tommy around this time. And that down the road, that meeting is going to be important. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I remember that too. From yeah, yeah. So at some point, Energy had had a different bass player. <laughs> Uh, before, yeah, before Stanley Sheldon joined Energy, they'd had a bass player named uh, Kenny Passarelli, um, and Tommy actually recommended him to Joe Walsh. 
Well, that's nice. I think because uh, when Walsh left the James Gang, he he formed a band called Barnstorm, and uh, that's where you know. So Kenny Passarelli joins Barnstorm, um, and later on, when Joe Walsh kind of splits that up and goes off under his own name, he uh, takes Passarelli with him. Um, so there was this club in Denver. It may still be there. I don't think it is. Um, it was called Ebbets Field. And it, it, it's funny because I'd seen this Ebbets Field associated with Tommy for years. I always thought it was an actual outdoor venue, like a, you know, like a football field, you know, like, a, like, a, like a, a college or high school football stadium that was called Ebbets Field. No, it's, it, was a, it was a club. In a, it, was a night, it was a nightclub. It's an indoor nightclub. <laughs> 1973 to 1977 it looks like okay okay yeah i didn't think it was around anymore but I, so yeah so ebbets field is where everybody goes to to play at that point and um because uh they had a they had a really good sound system for for that time and uh, apparently they were doing a lot of live recordings there and and that's that's where i usually see tommy's name associated with this is um, you know, Tommy Boland live from Ebbets Field. I, <laughs> that sounds like it would be a baseball stadium. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, it's it's what it sounds like. Uh, so, I, Tommy Boland and Energy play there quite a bit. They're playing the Colorado Bar Circuit, uh, but they they're also doing what Tommy had been doing with some of his bands before Zephyr. They're Zephyr Zephyr. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're, they act as the backing band for a lot of uh, blues and early rock and roll artists that come through. Uh, John Lee Hooker, Albert King, Chuck Berry, Albert Collins, B.B. King, um, Bonnie Raitt, who at the time wasn't cool. probably real big. I mean, she didn't she didn't have a really massive success until late 80s, early 90s. But but in blues circles, she was starting to make a name for herself. Um, oh, and I love this one. Big Mama Thornton. <laughs> big mama thornton was still out there at that time dang yeah and and if you kind of recognize the name but you don't know who she is she was the one that originally recorded hound dog that was a big hit for elvis elvis's version cleans the lyrics up i much prefer big mama thornton's version <laughs> uh so so that the, they're uh backing all these these blues and and uh early rock rock and roll artists come through and there is a reportedly amazing guitar duel between Tommy and Albert King. And I guess this wasn't at Ebbets field. This was at a, this was someplace they had set up outside. <laughs> Albert, Albert King drives his car right up to the stage, <laughs> right up to the front of the stage. I, I mean, you know, the, the, he, he, he pulls up and the crowd, parts as he drives up to the stage and uh, because energy was like playing a set and then they are scheduled to back him so they it wasn't recorded oh damn. i know i know that's that's what everybody said about it is like this was the, the the one time it should have been recorded yeah and you said they're famous they're, they're known for recording things right yeah yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it was even outside of Ebbets Field. I just I know it wasn't in the. Oh, building. okay. Gotcha. So yeah, but it was. This was actually an outdoor show, and I, I don't know where, but um, 
but but you know here here's the cool thing because you know tommy gets to know albert king and he actually would credit albert king with teaching him to slow down and play solos that actually go somewhere um i you know we we've talked about uh plim souls <laughs> er, 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 eric clapton um his nickname was slow hand now it actually didn't come from clapton's style of playing but well i guess indirectly it did because it was you know the the slow hand clap the audience was doing while clapton was replacing the guitar string that he broke <laughs> but one of the things that people have always said about eric clapton is about how he gets he gets he gets more out of one note than a lot of guys get out of a flurry of notes right and that's kind of what Tommy was was talking about with Albert King. What Tommy said was, at the time, I was playing everything I knew when I took a lead. And he said, man, just say it all with one note. He taught me that it was much harder to be simple than to be complicated during solos. I get that. I, yeah. it's, it is hard. You want to be flashy and fast yeah. and yeah. the next it, virtuoso. Yeah, and that's kind of what Tommy was saying, Is because I remember I didn't. I didn't write this in my notes, but I remember this phrase. Uh, Tommy Tommy said he would start playing a solo and he would blow all his cookies in the first few bars. <laughs> so I, now, unfortunately, um, by this time, Tommy's using heroin. Yeah. 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 And um, according to Energy's bass player, Stanley Sheldon, club owners in Boulder were paying the band in cocaine. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, energy singer Gary Wilson, uh, who was who was black, um, left because he wanted to go in more of a, an R&B and funk direction. So um, and if you remember in the first episode we did on Tommy, I mentioned his, uh, the guy that he started songwriting with, Jeff Cook. Well, they bring Jeff Cook in to be the singer. Cool. And then the other singer went to Deep Purple to be be funky like like richie blackmore likes oh <laughs> uh, no <laughs> um so uh, energy's keyboard player said that uh, uh jeff cook um had, had a three note range <laughs> oh shit i almost spit my beer out <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah. So Cook maybe not the best person to be the singer. <laughs> maybe not. But um, this group of guys in, in this band Energy were it was Tommy's favorite band to play with. I get that. Yeah. You know. uh, but they uh, they they've you know after a while they start having trouble getting gigs um, because they, they they weren't playing songs anyone really knew. You know, it's like they weren't playing the big you know the, the 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 current hits or anything um so the club owners didn't want to book them so you know they're it's getting you know starting to get kind of hard to make some money uh, they they did have a chance to get signed barry fay who i mentioned had been zephyr's manager he brought out an executive from columbia records and uh, energy was playing two sets at this club so uh, they do the first set, the guy sees it, and uh, he offers them a deal as soon as that set's done. But they, uh, they celebrated that by doing shots. 
and, and didn't know the guy had stuck around for the second set. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, no deal. Holy crap. There's, when we get to Van Halen, uh-huh. there is a band with uh, um, George Lynch, who was coming up the same time as Van Halen, who did the same thing. They they got the boys, I think, with a Z. I, I, they don't have my notes, but I think that's it, and we'll get to it. But they did the same thing. They were like, hey, we're going to sign you. Then they went and got tanked. And the guys stuck around for the second set, and they came out and were shit all. And they're like, nope. Yep. <laughs> and then they're like, what about this Van Halen band? <laughs> yeah. That's that's funny. I didn't know that. Apparently, there have been a number of bands named The Boys, the spell it with a Z. There was, <laughs> there was one from, I, I, I want to say they were from Cleveland. I know they were from Ohio. They spelled it with, I think they were from Ohio. They spelled it with two Zs. And you mentioned WKRP earlier. I don't remember if it was this episode or this last episode. <laughs> I think it was the last episode. I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, I, the, the, the contest where, where they were giving away the $50 thing and Johnny read it wrong and said $500. <laughs> so, they, so they cut the, the songs together. So, you know, they, they, they use such a small piece of each song to try and throw everybody off. And anyway, there's a song by the boys with two z's and it i thought it was a joke i didn't think it was a real band and then i was in a used record store i was actually flipping through used vinyl and i found it and i went no way (laughs) it's the song that was used in wkrp i found their full album that's cool (laughs) and it's it was uh they were they were kind of a late 70s bluesy hard rock um you know kind of maybe in an ACDC vein, Midwest kind of, you know, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, was, yeah. were, they, were they from Ohio or Illinois? Uh, I'm, I'm not off the top of my head. I'm actually not sure that it, it, they may have been from Illinois, may have been from Chicago. Cause I just found the boys from St. Charles, Illinois, which is 40 miles West of Chicago. That could have been them. Yeah. And yeah, they had two albums, one in 1978. And that's as far as I can see. And I'm not going to go further, but okay. That's cool. But, but yeah, yeah, it was apparently it was a regional hit. I don't remember hearing it on the radio, but um, yeah, I, I it, it was the very first song on the album, and I put it on, and I, I went, yeah, that's the little snippet you hear on WKRP. That's cool. <laughs> uh, okay, so they didn't get the record deal, but about this time, they start making demos. Uh, Tommy, he, he's like, damn it, I'm going to make some demos, so he buys a multi-track tape recorder. Um, starts doing solo demos he starts doing demos with uh, energy Um, but Jeff Cook decides to leave and uh, they bring in a guy named Max Carl to sing Um, also around this time Tommy records music for a climbing documentary which would be shown on ABC's wide world of sports and it's called the naked edge so and apparently what happened was they they filmed this documentary about mountain climbing and I, somehow Tommy gets involved. He says, Oh, I'll do the music for it. And he, he watches it. And, and, and I haven't heard any of this music or, or seen this documentary, but apparently he, he watches it. And when there's, you know, something dramatic, like somebody's about ready to fall off the mountain or something, he's the, the music he did was just so perfect from, from what I read about it. <laughs> nice. I'll have to see if I, because I like climbing. I've been climbing, so that'd be interesting to see. Cool. Cool. 
so, you know, like I said, energy's not making any money. They're, they're having trouble getting booked. It, they, they are cutting some demos, but it's, it's really not going anywhere. Um, so things start to fall apart. Tom Stevenson, he's been getting offers from, you know, he was their keyboard player. He's getting offers from Joe Walsh to join his band. And it's a steady gig. And, and he's going to make money. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, so he uh, he goes off and joins Joe Walsh. You know, so Tommy sees that and he says, you know, I, I really, I, I need to improve what I'm doing here. I need to improve my situation. And uh, also, you know, he's with Karen uh, Ulibari, who we've mentioned as his girlfriend. Um, so, so he stayed with her. Yeah. Even though he couldn't work with the other musician. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just cool. We've all been there. Been there, yeah. my man. It's cool. So, um, and, and according to Tom Stevenson, um, Karen was on his ass because she was supporting Tommy. <laughs> so, so she's on Tommy's ass about, <laughs> you, you need to start bringing in some money. All right. That, that does make more sense as to why he stayed because she's supporting him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in a, uh, in a, in a twist of fate, just as energy is breaking up, um, Tommy gets a, he gets an offer. To play on an album. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he, he gets an offer to play on an album by Billy Cobham. No, it's not where it's going. Damn it. Never I mind. didn't think so. Yeah, damn you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, getting into Tommy's uh, jazz recordings will be the next episode. Sweet. I mean, jazz. I mean, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yeah, what you said. You all know what I meant. I did. I did. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's that's part three of the Tommy Bolin saga. Damn. Sure. There's going to be a lot of parts of Tommy Bolin. There probably will be. <laughs> it's a good thing he's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I see three more. Dang. Well... Okay. But one of those will overlap with something else. Okay. That was my question, but I wasn't sure how to word it because you're being cagey. <laughs> I, I am being cagey. I mean, you know, there's nothing stopping people from going out and looking it up, but <laughs> no, no. I just I just want to lead up to something else. <laughs> right. But for those of you who want some whimsy in your life, just hang tight and don't look him up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll get there <laughs> eventually. Yeah, yeah, all right. So yeah, that's that's all I got for right now. Cool. Well, I have nothing. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I think I was just more smarmy this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Because <laughs> I usually am. <laughs> yeah, just usually, not always. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for a little. <laughs> You're welcome even less. All righty then. So everybody should share us with your people. Yeah, on Facebook and Twitter and yes. Snapchat. Wait. Although we're not there, you can take snaps of our shit and share it. Ew. Ew. I don't want to take snaps of that. Even if it's shaped like the letter Q? Let's <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> anyway, yes. <laughs> Rate us and share us. Yeah. Feel free to email us and message us if 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 you have things. Yeah. Cuz 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 we might 
we might enjoy that. We might. Yeah. Just just don't send us pictures of your junk. We don't want that. No. No, nobody, nobody in the history of the world wants that. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. It depends on who it is. Well, you know, if you, if you say kind of like, hey, how about this? Sure, but not out of the blue. Yeah. And yeah. sure. There could yeah. be people. If that's your thing, that's cool. Yeah. But don't send your thing to us. <laughs> I don't I don't, don't want to see Rob's junk. You. <laughs> now, now Karen's junk, I might. Yeah, yeah. May, well, maybe, maybe not now. <laughs> Candy Morningstar, not Candy Givens. Candy oh. Morningstar. <laughs> now that candy I can get down with. Yes. I just I just watched that episode too. <laughs> oh, candy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before I start telling the story about how we interrupted Rob during coitus and he came to the door with only a pair of shorts on, so we actually know more or less what his junk looks like was i there please tell me i wasn't was that at the trailer yep oh god i did oh god i must have blocked out the interrupting coitus part because i just thought he was being a lazy bastard (laughs) no 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 his coitus came to the door with just a pair of shorts on and i made the mistake of looking down (laughs) okay because i didn't i don't think i looked down See, you might have been safe and not look down. I'm scarred for life. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. I'm ready to move on. Yes, yes, let's. So I need need a shot of my lord. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, okay. I'll I'll tell you about this. This may go in the outtakes, but I'll tell you about this after we sign off. (laughs) Okay. All right, so yes, moving on. Yeah, <laughs> signing off. Sheriff's rate us. My yeah. mind, is, my mind's eyes hurt. <laughs> I, I yes, I think I, mine would too. <laughs> so then, no, I'm James. I'm Jody. Oh, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. See, I've got, I was just kind of looking at the first few pages of my Tarna comic. Oh, I want to ask you about that. It's, well, her first appearance is completely nude, so in keeping with, you know, <laughs> heavy, heavy metal. metal. <laughs> is he seven inches? Um, I have no idea. Because everybody wants a seven inch pianist. <laughs> Uh, All right, my Guinness is kicking my ass now. <laughs> yep. Okay, I'm gonna skip that note because it's actually not pertinent. It's a note. <laughs> it's a note to myself for later. But uh, Stanley Sheldon said that. Uh, no, I'm gonna skip that because it actually ties into the note I was gonna skip. <laughs> Did you hear about Vince Neil? No, no, I, I, I well, no, I've, I've heard like people are posting his, uh, his most recent, like his current gig, and it sounds, <laughs> from what I understand, it sounds like shit. They are so screwed next year when they go on tour. Are they? <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, did I not call that? You did. You, you did. Yeah. Well, I think we both did. But well. Yeah. Yeah.
so anyway, this, this guy shared it and, and I replied that, and I, and I, I, you know, I, I'd never seen this guy on Twitter before, but I, I replied that hurt to watch and I had to shut it off. <laughs> and, and, and this is part of his name and I'll tell you the name after I read it. So I, so I said, also blank is awesome. And that earned you a follow. So he replies and he followed me back because I'm sorry, sort of. <laughs> and blank is awesome. Thank you. His Twitter handle, unironic Malort Enjoyer. <laughs> awesome. I saw Malort in the name and I went, oh, I can't not follow this guy. I have to follow him. No kidding. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, look, a bird. <laughs> a baby wolf. <laughs> I was trying to take a sip of water when you said I'm done and I almost choked on it. That's what she said. Bastard, I was taking another sip of water. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should start putting instead of snicker, snicker, snort, snort. Because <laughs> that, that is actually more accurate for either of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, figured, I figured snicker, snicker's going. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little bit it's a little bit different than <laughs> that's true but chuckle chuckle just doesn't sound right exactly yeah 